Scott and Paul Show, episode 23. WrestleMania is over, and once again, TakeOver was the better show. Paul Show, episode 23. Scott, how's it going, brother? Hey, it's WrestleMania weekend, and NXT was way better. Oh, it always is. And if you went to NXT, I'm sure you didn't get crushed in a fucking corroded goddamn what the fuck was wrong with the people at, at AT&T Stadium. Can you not do something fucking simple? Like open up the fucking doors and let people in. What yeah, the hell? It was a mess. I am glad I did not fucking go this year, even though I still had my ticket. Yeah. What was the name of the place they had the takeover show at? That was at the uh, Bailey K. Hutchinson Center. It was actually in Dallas. Well, it was like those fans got to fuck the prom queen. <laughs> and the people <laughs> at the AT&T Stadium got some drunk, cracked out 40-year-old that was in a dumpster out back of the high school. Yeah, they, they fucked the bitch back in That's the- that- <laughs> That's the difference between the shows. Yeah. Sexism is alive. It's alive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It was a mess. Yeah. The, I mean, there were some good things. Um, the the elimination of the stupid tramp stamp belt and the diva's name was awesome. And the reaffirmation of the women's title was awesome. So yeah. that's a huge step forward. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. The... Uh... Well, well, we'll we'll talk about when we get to it. But somebody needs fucking sued over that shit. Nothing will happen. But uh, you had people passing out because of heat exhaustion, and it's just it was horrible. You fucking assholes in charge of that. It's April. (laughs) (laughs) God, I hope they don't have SummerSlam there. (laughs) <laughs> no and this is the thing and that building come august guns and roses are going to be playing a concert there you better get your shit fixed yeah yeah it, it wait a minute is that post cincinnati yes that's pre-cincinnati yeah yes post cincinnati okay good that means that axel won't die of a heat stroke before we get to see it yeah yeah but uh holy crap okay so, uh, a little bit of game news, well, only one TV news and some movie news. So, um, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and do the game news. I don't feel like scrolling down. Um, God of War 
there's a little bit of news in that. Actually, it started with the leak of the PlayStation 4.5 or PlayStation 4K, whatever they want to call it. That's when the news actually started leaking for uh, God of War. But uh, apparently, uh, let's just go ahead and read some of this here. This was from PlayStation Lifestyle, but uh, a NeoGAF user named Osiris Black has revealed from inf- <laughs> has revealed some information uh, from sources. Uh, price? Well, hold on. We're told the console GPU will be twice as powerful as a standard. And that it will launch with Capcom's Deep Down in God of War 4. Um, the rest of the information uh, is uh, price is currently $400. They were discussing a better CPU, which would raise the price to $500. We were guaranteed the price would be no higher than $500. Also, there's currently no plan for any type of trading program. For the current PlayStation 4 users, but that could change. That would suck for people like me who actually bought it through Dell and you're still making payments. Uh, they stated uh, it was, of course, is currently more powerful. We did that twice as powerful. Uh, they did not exactly say how fast, but that it is running at a higher clock speed while being much smaller than the original. It will have a 4K Blu ray player and it will upscale games that are not natively 4K. Um, there was talk of some sort of VR lounge for the media player app, which is supposed to be getting a substantial upgrade. It was stated plainly and with no room for interpretation that there are developers that already have developed kits for the PlayStation 4K and that they are making games that will directly target and take advantage of the higher specs of, of the system. And then we'll also say that these games will, in fact, work PlayStation 4, blah, blah, blah. So... Um, they were giving a list of games that will be available at launch, and they will take advantage of it uh, for the PlayStation VR, Eve Valkyrie, Robinson GT Sport, and for the PlayStation 4K would be deep down in God of War 4. Um, Scott. Well, um, we are a couple four. years into the PlayStation launch. Uh, PlayStation lifestyle. Fuck <laughs> the PlayStation Four life cycle. So it is time for an upgrade of some sort. So you are already getting a add-on with the uh, VR. So is this your uh, PlayStation? I mean, your um, yeah, your PlayStation CD here, your Sega CD. Thirty-two yeah, X, kind of. Is your thirty-two X, buddy? Maybe we are more acclimated to doing upgrades because of the cell phone market and the tablet market. So maybe it'll work this time. We are in a different market than we were back then. Um, But again, it may just fail miserably, just like it did last time. Um, Which hopefully it's not like last time. That means the PS5 is going to be pretty decent and kind of, but kind of suck at the same time. The PS6 will be amazing, a la Saturn and Dreamcast. So. Um, and then go out of business. But the thing is, I'm not buying one. Not anytime soon. I can afford it. That's not the issue. Um, but I like my consoles to last a while. Uh, hell, my PC hasn't been upgraded since 2008. So um, if I had more time to game, it would upgrade. 
more often. But either way, I don't know. I'm not ready for it, but there might be a market out there for it because everybody's upgrading their cell phone like every year. So I really don't see the issue. I don't see it being I, – I think, I think it can be successful. I don't know if it's going to set the freaking world on fire, but I think it can be successful. How successful many people, from a profit standpoint, maybe not. Well, um, there's if more talk of 4K than there is actual 4K TVs out there. How many people have one? Yeah. Yeah, see, 4K gaming doesn't excite me at all. If I'm going to uh, – Well, you got to buy the I mean, TV. What kind of lady at the – yeah, you gotta have the television, but I mean, look at PC gaming. What kind of freaking monitor and hardware do you have to have to do 4K? Then what games support 4K? You gotta have my setup like mine, and that was a shitload of money. Was that 4K movies or 4K gaming? Uh, well, I mean, my, I mean, I have a um, Nvidia GTX. I mean, not 80, but that that can do 4K, but. I still got to go out there and buy a freaking TV for it. It's going to be like the freaking HD DVD player for the 360. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to give a shit. No, that's not a fair comparison because that's when 720 and 1080 TVs took off. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as long as they have versions of any game that comes out for PS4, if they have a, a downscaled version for... I'm sorry, for the PS4.5, if they have downscaled versions for the PS4 available, then I really don't see an issue. It's, there, if you, uh, you're almost segregating your market if you're doing this. If, if you give out a half-assed version of God of War 4 and a full-scale version on the PlayStation 4K, that's pretty shitty. Well, I mean, if you're looking at you got... Oh, you have what thirty, almost thirty million PS4s out there. If they, if it comes out nine eighty or nine twenty or ten eighty or whatever, sixty frames a second. If you're getting as good a game as what they can give on that hardware, it's really not that bad. Yeah, um, it's it's not like it's not the same to me as hey, I've got I have a, a five thousand dollar gaming PC. But they build it with Wii U specs in mind. So the game that's yeah. poor, you know, that was the that was the alpha build, and then everything else stemmed from the lowest specs. So you know, you have low polygons and shit like that for your expensive system. Um, as long as you don't get into that, but I don't see them cramming that much hardware. It's going to make that huge a difference. But yeah, as long as they build everything four to four four K, and then they just lower the specs down. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I don't think anybody's really getting ripped at that point, especially if the gameplay is really good. Now, if you have God of War 4 and it's only running 720, 30 frames a second, and there's frame rate issues and shit like that, now you're there's that's that's a whole different set of technological problems, but I don't foresee that. But who knows? Even if this stuff's true, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, we're pretty sure God of War 4 is... True, because there is a leak. Yeah, four is happening. That there's no doubt about that. I mean, they've already made what seven God of War games. Yeah, and the last God of War should not have happened. That was just money grab. But uh, it's out there. Just do a search God of War four screenshots. 
They're out there. It appears to be set in Norse mythology this time. Um, That's a good change. Yeah. So he can kill some Norse gods. Maybe he'll fight Thor. Kick Odin's ass. Um, He has a full beard this time. Got rid of the goatee. There's some concept art. Uh, It looks like God of War. There's nothing different. Nope. He's probably still angry. So, um... And according to this... Um, reports the- here, we expect to see a trailer with Gorgon and Hydra, according to our previous leak. Kratos is such a... I don't know. He's like a big, white, circumcised, shaved penis. He's a male power fantasy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He was kicking in. Definitely. <laughs> I was, I, was, I, was, I was swinging that other way. And he stabs everything, so it's like representative of stabbing. With your- yeah, it's, just, it's, it's penetration. Yeah, like the Voltron trailer. But anyways, we'll get to the yeah. Voltron trailer here in a little bit. It's our next item here. Well, yeah. Um, a new demo for God of, God of War. Damn it. For uh, Final Fantasy fifteen came out. I already forgot the name of it, but it's it's on your PlayStation. I think it's also on Xbox One. Um, uh, as far as we know, there will not be a PC version, uh, but Square Enix may look at it in the future. The Their reasoning for it was that they want to be focused on getting these systems uh, spec'd out as much as possible. So they're they're C later, but the problem is right now. Square Enix said that in order for Final Fantasy 15 to be successful, they have to sell 10 million copies. That's insane. Yeah. Um. To put that in perspective, the most successful game that they had was Final Fantasy 7. That's been a while. Yeah, that's been a long while. And how many years did it take seven to get to the number that they reported? I mean, you had a PC release; it sold forever. So, it says there's an update that that was a miscommunication, but I don't know. It seems like damage control to me. (laughs) I mean, seriously, if it is ten million, is what they need. They really, really, really need to drop the CGI cutscenes. <laughs> I, huh. I haven't played a Final Fantasy game in a long time, so yeah, we I believe that the communication problem. Uh, he was referencing ten million copies only as a high goal, which the development team set to realize their ambition to make the ultimate Final Fantasy game. Uh, I believe that that's just a cover up. They probably need to make ten million. <laughs> Do. Yeah. The skeptical the skepticism in me says that this is this is a PR stunt slash damage control slash opportunistic, you know, there's no such thing as bad press. Um but yeah. Ten million copies, I would not be surprised if that was freaking true. 
So yeah, that's that would be rough. The way that they spend so much money on CGI in those games and the size of those games. I mean, they're good games. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's been a while since I played one, but the last two or three I played were pretty good. They also have a movie coming out too. So here's another movie. So in a cartoon, I think. Yeah. This is this is, is this like a Final Fantasy multimedia event, like Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, it may happen. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay had leaked out. Um, it looks pretty good. I look quickly because um, EA's doing their due diligence and taking it down as quick as possible. So you know it's legit. Yeah, when you um, chase them fast like that, it's it's legitimate. Yeah. Of course, they could just be smart about it and just leave it up and say, oh, that's pretty cool, but it's not ours. It's a cool fan project. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. You gave us some good ideas, dumbasses. But um, it's obviously an old build. It's a 2004 build, so that's why it doesn't look that good. But um, and the game has been delayed till next year. They brought in some new mechanics, uh, jetpack. So, eh, looks cute. See a Krogan <laughs> they brought in there. But mm-hmm. well, uh, Scott, did you ever finish three? Yeah, I finished all three of them. Okay, I, I thought you were you never finished uh, the last one, but. Yeah, I burned through it pretty pretty quick. It was if it was ten days, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, um, I watched the videos and all the endings, and I didn't have a problem with any of them. I did not like the fucking ending of. Th- We're not even gonna get into that. Okay, quantum break. <laughs> Actually, I did have a small problem with it, but regardless, yeah. let's move on. That's old. <laughs> Almost broke and spent 160 hours of my fuck. Anyway. Of what? my character, my story. Want a break. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> fuck you, EA. I quit. Um, and this guy, it's a fucking single player mission, and they force you to play this. Anyway, Quantum Break came that out. That long stretch, you had to fucking walk all gimped up to fucking get there. It was like, oh my god, would you just get there? I've been playing this for years, and then you die. But before that, you had to go through this, play this stupid fucking. Why do I gotta play a goddamn multiplayer mission? And or and it's a fucking single player game. Well, you gotta build up your fucking fleet. Okay, fine, but why did you force me to play a goddamn multiplayer? Uh, anyway, how you doing? Quantum Break. That's out today. And then the shipwrecks. It's a fucking great ship, and you trash the motherfucker. Yeah. They rebuild it, but I'm sure. But no, no, yeah, it's just, they no. fix it up. And then old Broken Bone Boy doesn't even get fucking broke. I mean, seriously? Yeah. yeah. And you, you got three shitty fucking choices. Well, you're fucked here, you're fucked here, and you're fucked here. Why? Because we set out from be, from the beginning that we're going to do this fucking third game. Well, we're going to fuck Shepard. I mean, that, that's that's they set out from the beginning. Well, we're going to kill Shepard, so we got to find a way to fuck you. Really? Really? Yeah. That's the, okay. oh my. I mean, it's a game series built on choice. Yeah. Except for at the end. Except for at the end, you get no fucking choice other than, well, how do you want to get fucked? No lube, a little bit of lube, or you can get fisted. Yeah. 
And the lube on hand is called sand. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that scene? <laughs> a kickboxer <laughs> when Tom Pope grabbed the glass? Yeah. Then there you go. There's your fucking lube. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, fucking EA. So, Quantum Break came out today. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what if you uh, die at the end of that one? Yeah. <laughs> you can turn back time like share. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this is that they decided to break it up instead of doing cutscenes to tell the story of the heels in the movie, you know, the game, have live action cutscenes. But instead of putting it on the Blu ray or in downloads, they actually stream it. Scott, what's your opinion on that since you have um, a limited amount of broadband? Limit uh, data to watch. Well, that's, I'm just glad that we have moved forward in technology so well that we have these massive Blu-ray discs. They're going to usher in the future. And, you know, we got dual layers, 50 gigabytes, and we don't utilize them for shit. <laughs> 20 fucking gigs on a 50 gig disc and fucking 50 gigs in patches coming over your broadband connection. Hmm. Never mind that 25% of America doesn't even have access to fucking internet, period. Let alone if you take that number of ones that don't have access to broadband down. Um, but, you know, it seems like you're cramping the market. But when you got 20, 30, 40 million people that will just buy anything without ever worrying about stuff like that, I guess I guess they only have to sell five or six million to make a profit. Well, now in... Uh... Their defense, I did look at the download for uh, Quantum Break on Xbox Store. It's yeah. it's 40 some odd gigs. I mean, that's not bad, I guess. So I don't know what it would be I'm like. Sure it's if 1080 you, video, right? I don't know. I hope so. I would, yeah. I would hope. I'm yeah. paying $60 for the game. I would hope the fucking videos that, that they give me is 1080p no as well. So, I mean, I think actually, I mean, all joking aside, which I mean, I was only semi serious about the broadband comments. That was more of a commentary on gaming in general. In this case, I think it fits pretty well. I think it's unique, but I mean, damn. I think you should have, yeah, I think you should have the option though. I think if, if you're buying the box, I mean, I mean, I guess you would have to get, I mean, if it's dual layer, you should be able to do it. Or at least have like one DVD. I mean, not DVD, but maybe two, two Blu-rays, one install for the game and one install for the movies. I don't know. Install them both on your hard they drive. They say they say that the storage on the internet is cheaper than putting the shit on the disc and sending it out. Probably, so. but what if you're one of those people who doesn't have? I mean, you're fucked. Yeah, but I mean, if you t say say there's a hundred million people out there that potentially buy a game and you got to think back to the attach rates to your, your mid tier games. Yeah. If you had 80 million Xboxes and you sold a 10% attach rate on that game, then you had 8 million copies of a game sold like a COD or something. You know what I mean? So there's still, 
72 million. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm fucking math went retarded. Anyway, 72 million fucking Xboxes that never fucking played a, a Call of Duty game. Now you got to keep in mind, 40 million of those motherfuckers were junk in a fucking junk pile somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you're actually looking at like actually 40 million potential buyers. So, but anyways, my point is, is if you have 80 million possible customers and you only need to sell two or three million and you make a product that in a genre that traditionally sells a couple million fairly easy, like <clears throat> you know, super powered FPS type stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't I don't blame him for not worrying about the twenty five percent not connected. But for me, it's a no buy, even though I'm connected because of broadband limits. You know, I only get two hundred fifty gigabytes a month before I have to start paying extra. Yeah. So I don't want to buy a sixty dollar game and then, you know, between other games, multimedia stuff, streaming, uh, things like that, be like, well, I'm going to play some Quantum Break. But man, if I watch these movies, it's going to push me to fucking $10 more. So my game's $70 now. So, uh, no, not happening. I have Comcast, and they have yet to do that bullshit, but I have the option to pay an extra $35 a month to have Unlimited. Such a heartwarming company they really care so much about their customers yeah and then you know of course you have all the pay your fair share people out there and it's like you guys typically people that say that typically have a extreme hard on for hating corporations and corporations use more bandwidth and pay for less data than residents do yeah pay your fair share it's not like i'm using 35 gigs a month yeah pay your fair share i mean most month, most months, I'm only 180 gigs, 150 gigs. If I won't pay my fair share, then I need discounted that month. Yeah. So, but they're not doing that because it's not about paying your fair share. It's about squeezing more money out of the consumer. But hey, I have the option of getting rid of broadband, right? I mean, as much as I, I, I myself I, as much as yeah. I can. Suddenly, wouldn't it be nice if in the land of freedom that we had opportunities where if say, I don't know, a company like Google wanted to come in with and, and offer Google fiber here, they could do it. Yeah. Suddenly my only option. Well, that's cause America's free, but well, it's up to somebody to bring a corporation that competes in and give a better product. Yeah. Well, there we haven't had this for a while, and this is not really a bug hunt, but Scott, you saw a little bit of ass today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Bug hunts typically reserved for egregious things. Uh, this is <laughs> something kind of random, and being being a post pubescent male, I still find butts funny when they just randomly show up. So apparently, when you cloak yourself in Dark Souls. And you activate a certain emote, uh, which did you have to pay extra for the emote? Was that DLC? Like $5 for three emotes or something? Anyways, that's another commentary on the state of gaming. Um, huh. When you activate that emote, apparently your butt pops out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking great. So, you know why I think it's great, America? Let me tell you why. Because I'm not fucking uptight about butts in a video game. <laughs> Especially unintentional butts. So, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. 
But I mean, it's like one of those things. I'm like, oh, look at that. And then boom. Okay. It, it's in the past. So. Is the guy's wearing a cloak and he just squats down and then boom, ass now nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. And you know, I wonder, I wonder, wasn't there a game where there was like a shower scene and someone made a camera glitch and you could see all the female and she had nipple textures and labia and the whole nine yards? That was, um, yeah, that was a um, celebrity too. That I was, don't um, it was, I just. Was that the mystique person, Jennifer? Uh, no, 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 no. It was um Was it Juno? The Juno girl? I don't remember. Could be. It was, it was something like that. So yeah, it's like I so I wonder, here's my question. If we model all those things and create those textures and stuff for something that's never technically intended to have ever had that content, because I know it'll never get my ESRB and all that. Um did they model like the brown eye on this guy? <laughs> Does she have bars? So, see, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, just, just something that popped in my head. You know, they, they talk about gamers and developers and how kind of creepy some of them can be, and it's, it's funny that these guys, because you know, more than one did it when they were making the nipple textures, and uh, and I may be wrong on on that, but it seems to me it was she had all the parts. So, but I might be wrong. I don't remember her having all the parts, but she may have. But on to something that definitely had all the parts was the Voltron teaser. Yes, that that was a phallic, um It was Robocox. This is exactly what that was. There was uh, basically um, like a missile loading into a tube. I don't know if it was a missile. It might have been some sort of cartridge. Um, and then there was multiple times where like the joints were connecting and it was just like big freaking iron fist of fake dick slamming. All right, there it was, it was robo porn. Yeah, it was robo porn technically. So oh, there it goes again. There, oh, bang, bam, run to the poop shoot. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely, um, Voltron. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, yeah, that was her. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to be in Voltron. What game was that? But Voltron will be on Netflix, all the episodes. I'm not sure how many, but it will be uh, June 10th. So, uh, it looks good. And it is definitely the old Voltron, not the vehicle Voltron, which is total bullshit, but it's the five robotic lines, so... Looks good so far. Now, how the um, dialogue goes and all that, whether it's going to be really shitty or what, I don't know. We'll see. Looks like she may have just had breast. Scott is still stuck on the... <laughs> Fully naked model, but I don't know if I don't know if it had all the parts. It doesn't say that. It just said breast. She had pasties in the shower. But somebody who was naked was Barbara Gordon after she got shot by the Joker. Spoilers. 
But there is an extended look featurette for the upcoming Killing Joke that will be out this summer. And um, we don't do links on the show because we're, well, I'm that lazy. But um, go ahead and uh, just do a search on Google or whatever. Whatever your favorite search engine is, I'm sure it's not Bing, and you'll find it. Fuck Bing. <laughs> yeah, Scott. It's detail fucking Microsoft. You fuckers. Even though I buy all your products, except Bing. Fuck Bing. Um, yeah. What the fuck are we talking about, Joker? Joker, yes, yeah, the killing Joker's joke. The fucking killing joke. Yeah, the little killing joke feature. It. I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, it's about nine get? minutes long. But um, the they talked about how they didn't want to add padding to the comic book in order to make a full-length movie. So they had to figure out, well, how the hell are we going to do this? So they decided, well, since it's a lot of this kind of features around Barbara, let's add a prologue to the beginning of the movie to talk about her. To make to flesh her out, to make her important that she's a real human being. She's important to oh, Batman and to Gotham City. And so it actually has merit and it really means something when she gets taken down by the Joker. So that's kind of what happens now in the um in the beginning of the movie. You see her. So that's probably what the first 15, 20 minutes of is about is, is um, more about Barbara. Which is fine. You need to do something. But like they said, you can't just add padding and then just make it. I hate to do this, but it's kind of honest. You can't do a Peter Jackson Hobbit. Just add a bunch of bullshit. No. To extend can't. this thing out. And... Um, they talked about how the um, trying to find the right artwork because where the work in the killing jug was so realistic looking. Well, you can't really do that on screen because it's going to be impossible to do. It, it was a really good nine minute look at at the uh, killing joke, and you know. Bruce Tim, not Zack Snyder. Speedy Gonzalez is coming to um, the big screen, though. I don't know how. Or why. That's destined to fail. <sighs> eh. No, there's no genitalia on Ellen Page. <laughs> Still stuck on that. Yeah, it's like a like a mannequin. Uh, Spider-Man reboot is tentatively being called Homecoming. So what's so it's called Homecoming? Yep. What's the? Is there any? Is that it? 
It's just called Homecoming. For right now, that's all the news we have on it. Because it's coming to Marvel? Well, I mean, he's in high school. Oh, well, yeah. Peter Parker becomes a goth and goes to the prom. He's going to have another dance scene. He's going to bitch about everybody in the corner. Look at these fucking squares. He's going (laughs) to use some old school language. So he's no longer goth. He's a fucking hipster. Which makes me a hipster for bitching about hipsters. So, which is uh, so like two years ago. I just hope that the Spider-Man movie is. I hope Marvel gives it the good treatment. The thing I hate about Marvel movies is the quips, the one-liners. It's too fucking much. The movies are good. But oh my god, especially Avengers, dude. It was like a fucking smart ass comment a minute. And you know, when when Tony Stark's on screen, I mean you have to have a little bit of that, but I don't know. I just wish they'd get a different writer. So I don't have to have a Phantom Menace ending to a good movie. So is there any word on who's writing the Spider Man movie? Probably was, but I don't remember now. Um Dave Batista has joined the Dave cast. Dave Batista's of, writing it. Yeah, uh, Dave, Dave Batista will join the cast of Blade Runner. He will join Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, and Robin Wright. I don't see anything about a writer for Spider Man. So disappointed. Director John Watts. Who's writing it? That's that's important. Oh, here, wait a minute. Let's see. Uh, set aside. What's this? Nope. Sorry. There's no writer listed that I can find on this one. All right, moving on. John Francis Daly. Yeah, yeah. John Francis Daly. Okay, John Francis Daly. Who the fuck is John Francis Daly? John Francis Daly. What have you done for me lately? He wrote um, Horrible Bosses 2, The Incredible Burt Stone, Horrible Bosses, The $40,000 Man. He wrote Waiting. nothing. He wrote nothing. Waiting. Oh, wait a minute. He was involved in Waiting. It doesn't say that he wrote it. He was an actor in Waiting. Okay, that's that just makes me feel fucking wonderful. So, you heard it here first. <clears throat> that's where I heard it first. Mira has been cast for Aquaman. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Love Amber Heard. She's, um... One of my favorites. Who's Amber Heard? Uh, Friday Night Lights chick. Okay. Oh, now I recognize her. Yeah. Can she um, pull off a strong, angry, pissed off Atlantean um, queen? Um, Okay. Well, Scott didn't say yes, she can. So we're fucked. All right. I don't think so. DC to uh, reveal the Joker's real name. Yeah, it's not in her. 
nothing that she has made. I'm not saying she can't act. I'm just saying that she hasn't had anything That's more on you. that I personally recognize the young lady has performed in that makes me think that she's going to be able to carry a character like that. She's well, going to be typical. I she's going to be um, eye candy. She's going to be Black Widow, just there to show her ass. Where Zack <laughs> Snyder? I mean, not Zack Snyder, but um, Henry Cavill hasn't done anything prior to make me think he could be superman true and i think he does okay well give him the source material he i mean the material he's given he's nothing same thing with um batman yeah i mean Affleck. i mean he doesn't do anything that makes you think he can be batman other than the fact that true true yeah I mean, look what what did Harrison Ford do before fucking Han Solo? Yeah, he's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. And then boom, he was iconic the next day. So we'll see. I, I hope that she can pull it off. So, but um, anyway, at WonderCon, DC Comics revealed that they will tell everybody what the Joker's real name is. It's fucking stupid. That's retarded. I mean, it's, it is. It's really, really fucking dumb. I, why do you need to reveal the Joker's name? You know why you need to reveal the Joker's name? Because you're out of fucking material for 20 straight years. And they'll retcon it with a fucking infinite crisis, so fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the fucking guy's name is. If we fuck up, we can always do a retcon, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. We fuck it up. We'll just do another infinite crisis because what? We've been six weeks without one. It's time for another one. Ah, it'll change the DC universe forever. Until next summer. Fucking DC, Jesus. Uh yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's stupid. Uh, I'm just glad I have Marvel Unlimited. Fuck it. Not everything has to be explained. If I could just get Dark Horse Unlimited, we'd be set. <laughs> yes. Scott's holding out on that one. Yeah, this motherfuckers need to get on that shit. Uh, I like my unlimited. I wish it was a little bit better than six months behind, but uh, whatever. We'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's better than $4 a pop for a magazine. Oh, God. You'll read once and I, then feel compelled to hold on to for the rest of your fucking existence. God, we're, we, there's no way we could afford that. Knowing that if you ever eBay the box of shit, they'll go for about twenty five to thirty cents a pop. Yeah. So yeah. <sighs> well, I have like three thousand comics in my closet. On Which to... not all those I paid three dollars for. That reminds me, I think there's another issue of Batman out that I need to pick up though. The Dark Knight three. But on to uh, TakeOver and WrestleMania reviews. Yes, this is what I've been waiting on. Yeah. Uh, it NXT WrestleMania. Huh? It wasn't WrestleMania I was waiting on. No. <laughs> that shit's straight right now. Yeah. Uh, I was excited and thinking about spending some money on, and then the injuries list just kept coming in. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not flying to Texas. No, no. Next year, though, we are all going to Orlando, though. Yeah, 
We're going to give a live podcast from Orlando in the crowd. It's going to sound like this. <sighs> you fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. Is this going to be – I think we should have went to NXT instead. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of this is awesome chance, but – No. That's... Well, hey, they had a down year this year, so maybe maybe it's time to bounce back. They've had a couple down years in a row. So, what, NXTs? No, um, WrestleMania. Oh. They'll find the fountain of youth between now and then, and Ric Flair will be the first guy to get a dose. NXT TakeOver Dallas, Friday, April 1st, 2016. Uh First match, American Alpha versus the worst named team in NXT, The Revival. Yes. Uh, American Alpha was dressed just like Kurt Angle. <laughs> um, all right, Scott. Go for it. Okay, so this was my first time experiencing uh, American Alpha and The Revival. Yeah. So I may get some names fucked up. Um. But the um, there was there was one spot. Now uh, let me let me back up a second here. Let me summarize my thoughts on these guys and their abilities. These guys were good. Who? American Alphas were the ones. Yeah, they were the ones in the singlets. Yeah, I mean, the Steiner the, brothers. Yes, yes, exactly. It was like Steiner's two point I mean, they they were an evolution that was just awesome to watch and while the revival was good and played this the mat well and played the crowd and all their little antics to stop or try to assist in getting the pin um well those guys were fast as lightning too all four of them Gable. The revival could move around the mat like a fucking i don't like like a cockroach <laughs> <laughs> when you put the light on holy shit those guys could move uh, Gable was in the Olympics, and um, they were like but, Japanese but he, demon schoolgirls. Yeah, Gable was in the Olympics, but he didn't win. And Jordan was in the NCAA finals, but he didn't win either. And they yeah, had I a saw a, a couple of pen attempts that were based out of folk style wrestling. But so. um, and they had a great vignette where they. We're explaining that, and, and like, it's like, well, I mean, it was kind of a a shoot where, like, you know, we we both made it to the to the the finals, and we both failed, and now we're we're not gonna fail again. It was like, that was damn, that was a hell of a good fucking vignette. Why can't you fucking do this shit on Raw? Oh, that's right, because they fuck everything up on Raw. Because you gotta talk for forty five minutes before you have wrestling. <laughs> and then um the uh the revival is just like old school Anderson brother tag team. Yes. So it's like the Steiner brothers versus the Andersons basically is what this fucking match is like. Yeah, I think Alpha outshined them a little bit. They were just a little flashier in my opinion, but yeah, they were both, yeah. I mean, you were splitting hairs here. These are two these are four really good wrestlers. So I'm definitely going to be paying attention to these guys. Um, you need to start watching NXT every I, week. I mean, I, I need to watch it every week. So I don't watch Raw. It's right only now. an hour. So, well, I was in the habit of watching it, and then I just kind of drifted off again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jim Ross in the audience. 
Oh, well, we forgot to cover the um, the end of the match. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, the end of the match saw a flurry of near falls, which was really fucking sweet. Until um, Jordan got the blind tag when they cornered Dash or Dawson. It doesn't really fucking matter. They're both interchangeable. Um, he speared him in the corner, pulled him out, and they hit him with the finisher, and then, bam, new tag team champion. So finally, after... A year of, of bullshit. They finally got the win. So um, two guys who got fucked in the Olympics and the NCAA because they just couldn't get the big one. They finally got the big one. The uh, one spot I was talking about was the revival was doing a double suplex on one of the guys, and it was interesting because all these years I've watched it, I've never seen a spot where they were doing a double suplex, and then the guy that was about to get dropped on his ass, his partner comes over and catches him, and I thought. Well, that's so simple, and I've never seen that before. Yeah. So it worked really well. I don't know if have you ever seen that spot before. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. The, the, the uh, spot I liked was the double German suplex that yeah. they pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Then we cut the Jim Ross, who was sewn out in the audience, so he likes old school wrestling. And then we saw Ibushi. So I guess it is true. He is actually going to be working the cruiserweight tournament that they're going to have this year. And I heard that he was going to sign with NXT, but he hasn't done it yet. So that fucking sucks because I guess he's not going back to New Japan or um, ROH. So, eh, or DDT for that matter. But we uh, saw so, uh, Bailey. She was out there hugging some fans, which I guess that's how she trains. She hugs fans. And then you saw Kana or Asuka, whatever you want to call her. Well, uh, she was so doing her training, which she's kicking the shit out of some bags, a training partner. Uh, so a video package for Baron Corbin versus the greatest man alive, Austin Aries. It was a slow match. It really wasn't very good for a premiere for Austin Aries. But at the end of the day, which was very surprising, and we eventually found out why, uh, Baron Corbin goes over for the end of the days. Um which Austin flowed over for um, – he did a flow over and gets to roll up. and No, Austin uh, – Corbin went out – actually, I fucked up the finish. Anyway, Austin Aries actually went over. Fucked that up. He was going for it in the days, but uh, Austin Aries flowed over and got to roll up and got the pin. And I believe that Corbin finally got the call up, and he is actually going to um, Raw. I think he may have actually done some – tapings for NXT for the next three or four days, but I'm not sure. I know that Samoa Joe has, but I don't know about, about um, Baron Corbin because I know Corbin is now actually working raw. So we'll see. Uh, Finn Balor is walking around backstage, and then you had a package of Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Uh, Sami Zayn came out with all the fans singing the song. Uh, did your kids watch this match? No, they were. They. Oh yeah, they were already gone. Yeah, I'm wondering if they like Sami Zayn because that's that stupid little song. Probably they're little. Probably. Kids. <laughs> uh, Sammy sat in the corner watching Nakamura come out. Sammy didn't seem too impressed. Uh, of course, this is going to be Sami Zayn's last match in NXT. Oh, which he was scheduled. I'm not sure. I didn't read the spoilers for him. Um, 
Maybe he hated the Nakamura's new theme song too. Maybe that's why he was a little bit upset. And then out came Nakamura. And the fans fucking love Nakamura. There's a good reason for that. Well, he was over as hell in Japan, and now he was fucking over as hell here. And then the match started, and Scott takes over. So, okay, we get what we have, the Night of a Thousand Suplexes. (laughs) We had the the Night of a Thousand Head Kicks. (laughs) So um, I'm trying to think of a few that there was – there was one running knee that I thought he killed Sami Zayn. Because sometimes I think that the guy's really laying there because he needs to lay there. And I think that was one of them. But the big the big thing for me was I've seen Nakamura before. And I don't know what the difference was. I've only watched him maybe twice otherwise. But gee, many Christmas, Christmas, whatever the word is. Those are some stiff-ass kicks, man. I mean, he just kept popping him. And uh, there was a lot of counters, a lot of cool stuff. But um, Sami Zayn and Nakamura, dude, they're that was a good fucking match. Sami works stiff too. Yeah, he does. He does. But Nakamura well, he busted Nakamura's nose. Yeah, was, they were he trading his nose right off this bat. Yeah, well, they, they were trading punches for uh, one that's exchanging the match for like a good minute. They were just trading forearms, and he busted Nakamura in the nose at one point, and they just kept. Trading punches. And then Nakamura did this like little somersaulty flip kick thing when they were over by the, the turnbuckle when I think Nakamura was outside the rope. And I thought he took fucking Sami Zayn's head off. I was, I was like, holy shit. So, I mean, it really, I know that they, because I just watched this like <laughs> an hour ago or two hours yeah. ago. I know that they did some slams and shit, but I'm, I'm sitting here playing it back in my mind and all I can see is just all these different, spots on the kicks yeah i mean it was just like because he he moves so fluid now one thing i like about nakamura is he got this kind of creepy goofy serpentine way of moving like he's like when he's stalking his opponent or he's taunting at his opponent or marching around it's really interesting because most people don't spend that much time working their body language like that so nakamura is he's the shit and so sam zane he's amazing they're both amazing yep uh, I mean, everybody got their shit in. Nobody looked bad. Everybody looked like a superstar in this match. No matter who lost, you didn't look bad. Everybody got over in this match, and everybody was a star. Of course, I mean, at, at, at the end of the match, Nakamura got his bum eye kick in. Bam! It was over. Yeah, when you can, when you can make repeated kicks exciting, because after a while, it gets boring. But yeah. he... He does like a thousand different variations of it. So yeah. Oh, there was a time when he um he stomped him in the was it he kicked him off the turnbuckle, wasn't it? He put he put his foot in the middle of his chest and shoved him off the turnbuckle. Yeah. And I thought he was going to jump on him. And he was so tired. I think he just said, "Fuck this bottom. I'm I'm cold. Climb <laughs> down and walk over and do yeah. something." Yeah. Uh, he. I mean, even then, I mean, he kicked him fucking hard. So yeah, very good match. Very entertaining. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Yeah, his finisher used to be called a bummy kick, but um, they had to change it because that was during the um, when Foreman fought Ali, they were chanting um Ali bummy, which means uh Ali kill him, so, so they had to change that. 
So now it's called the uh, Kinshahi kick. So when Ali was fighting Inukai, the Japanese were rooting Ali kill him? When he was fighting Foreman, yeah. Or when he was fighting Foreman. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So uh, Ali, Bomni, Ali, Bomni, they, they were chanting Ali kill him. Yeah, because Bomni means, means kill him. That was Ali Bumaye. Ali, Ali Bumaye, yeah. Yeah, Ali kill him. Ali kill him. I didn't know that. Mama, yeah. Ah, well, that's interesting. And I love yeah. boxing. Didn't know that. So, old boxing. Yeah. So. So, moving. So, they shake hands at the end. It looks like uh, Sami Zayn's not going to shake his hand. He sits there and then he stands up and the crowd's like, I think they were chanting, bet you smack him. Might have been what they were chanting. I was having a little bit of trouble here figuring out what they were saying. Slap or smack? I don't know what they were saying. I think they were saying, bet you smack him. But he got up and shook his hand and held his hand up and helped him go over even more. Oh, uh, he booing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, goodbye, Sami Zayn. Yeah, he's moving up. Yeah, you know, it's time to get buried on the main main roster, just like everybody else. Yep. Uh, Joe seen backstage getting ready. Cut to uh, the uh, video package for uh, NXT Women's Championship: Bailey versus Asuka. Um, kind of did a well. Go ahead and take it. All right. So, is it Asuka? Is what they were calling uh, Asuka? Yeah, or okay, Kana? So, so she was Kana over in what in the other well, in Japan. Well, she did. Um, she she worked in um, all Japan, I think. She she worked in a lot of different places, but um, well, it was kind of slow to start. New Japan doesn't have women's wrestling. Okay, so it was a little slow the first like two minutes or something. And well, she did a lot of selling. Yeah, she did a lot of selling. Um, Bailey's in control. Uh, they did a lot of submissions. There, I mean, there was some slams, things like that, but this was like one of the matches. And and see, I'm a huge MMA fan, huge jujitsu fan. And as much as I love it, most of the time I hate to see it in pro wrestling because it's it's done in a very boring and non-exciting manner. Because a figure four leg lock looks much more interesting aesthetically than, say, a triangle choke, like when the Undertaker's doing a triangle choke or something. And... The uh, but these two made it exciting. Like there was transitions, there was they were catching people out of the blue. Um, the knee bar attempt. Um, it was I don't know what Asuka's finisher is, but it was a counter to her one of her kicks or something that was supposed to be some sort of devastating move. She does the Oscar lock. It's the um, the old um, one arm chicken wing. Okay, well she tried to. She tried to do something that the announcer was like, oh, my God, she went for a patented something or other. Something along those lines. That was the, that was what he was trying to sell. Yeah. And Bailey ducks it and just, like, flips and hits this freaking knee bar from nowhere. I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. And um, then she goes to an ankle lock, and then she starts working the leg, which at this time, Bailey's already had her leg worked on a little bit, and she's limping around too. Um, and then there was another spot – where Asuka goes rushing towards um, Bailey. No, no, no. Bailey goes rushing towards Asuka, and Asuka hits a flying arm bar. And it was, even though I know it was choreographed, 
It was so fucking fast and legitimately awesome. I mean, it was it was like lightning in a bottle watching those two move. Um, one of the things about the match that that really impressed me with, with Bailey and Asuka both was how well they sold the struggle against each other. Like I've heard people talk about, you know, wrestling supposed to tell a story about two men fighting, two men trying to overcome each other, things like that. This match did that really well. I thought they did a great job, and I I was uh, I was pretty much riveted. Um, you know, I, I love I love wrestling, but this one definitely I was locked onto the television during the match. Yep, they, they they tried to kill each other, um, and the finish with the um, with Bailey passing out. I really didn't expect her to to do the pass out finish. I thought, well, she'll move her arm or something, and yeah. there'll be something. But there was there was some really cool pinning transitions, things like that. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, but it worked for me in relation to the match because when it comes down to it, and you've worked that hard to try to finish somebody off, and you just got to wrap your freaking hands around the throat and end it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of put her in Oscar lock, and yeah. Bailey being Bailey never gives up. She passed out, chucked yeah. her out. That's so. the only way. <clears throat> good match, very good match. Yeah, Kana can make you look like a million fucking bucks, but Bailey didn't need help. So yeah. uh, Bailey usually has one of the best matches on the show, depending on who she's with, and she's not. <sighs> she's uh, poor Bailey. She has some of the. She has to work with everybody because where she's the champ. Oh, God, yeah. they gave her some horrible people to work with. But the matches she's had with like Sasha Banks and, and Charlotte are usually still the show. And, and Kana's one of the best that WWE has. So, yeah, she's amazing. I mean, she's legitimately amazing. Both of them were very good, but Kana was just amazing. I just uh, wish that Kana was there when we had. Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. When I was watching NXT heavy, that was, those were the people to watch. I mean, yeah, the, the others were good, but Charlotte, Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, they're all just excellent. Can you imagine what that would be like if you had Kana versus like Sasha? I'm just waiting. I just want to see if they ever headline the WrestleMania with the women. Not with Vince still alive. No, probably not. It probably would have been better this year. Sasha Banks versus uh, Kana. That'd be fucking awesome. But promo video for the NXT World Title Match. Joe versus Balor. Hey, guess who's in the audience? Bobby Roode from TNA. Not anymore, though, because they fucked up. They have no money. They can't pay anybody. So the match starts, and one minute into the match, there was a headbutt, and there was fucking blood. Everywhere. And guess what? We had to stop the fucking match because this is PG and there's blood and we got to get the fucking doctors in there to stop the blood. Yeah, they had to stop it several times. Several times. And every time they did, the fans got fucking pissed. And I think Joe got even more pissed. And as soon as they stopped it, Poor, poor Finn Balor got the brunt in at the stick because Joe just went and fucking attacked Finn like it was a shoot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you can tell Joe was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here comes the blood. And then what happens? 
here comes Finn's like, oh shit, here comes Joe. And Joe just went after him and power bombed the shit out of him. Yeah, he's like t- three times the size of Finn Balor. They, they announced Joe at what, 292, 298, or something like that? 282, 298. It's, it's like unbelievable, that. 292, 298. It's not your it, typical wrestling inflated. Yeah. Weight. Finn Balor, 198 or 192. Like 192. It was like, what the fuck? I'm 196. So if Finn Balor is 192, he's actually 182. Probably. Because he used to be built. When he was in New Japan, he was like 180-something. So he's fucking 190-something. Yeah. I'm Samoa Joe, which I mean, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with him from TNA and what I watched. That company doesn't exist. Yeah, they don't exist. And um, But I, I'm just amazed how agile he is. He did. He did the um, insecurity in the corner. Oh, the Pele kick. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was like, holy shit. So yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Joe's um, fucking awesome. He did this like twirly elbow attack thing that was pretty badass. I mean, he just he can move. I guess a good wrestler. Um, yeah, he's in his mid to late thirties, and he's he t- he's. Had a lot of injuries, but he's still fucking kicking ass. So is, is he a guy that's being wasted? Not that NXT is a waste, but is he a guy that ought to be main roster? Um, the plan is to move Joe up. Okay. And that is why he doesn't um, look cookie cutter like most of the other wrestlers. No, the um that that's why Joe, we're gonna go ahead and spoil the ending here. Joe didn't win. And that's why the plan was not to give him the belt. I mean, the original plan was to give him the belt. But they decided ultimately, well, what the fuck? We're going to move him up to the main roster. It would be stupid to give him the belt now and then make him lose it anyway because we're getting ready to move him up pretty soon. It makes no sense. Yeah. So, but, you know, I mean, it was it was your, uh, your typical high-flying Finn Balor match. It was a technical marvel. Um, it had the like you got here in the notes had the same ending from Brett and Piper at WrestleMania with the rear ch- the sleeper hold and he kicks off a turnbuckle and rolls over and pins Samoa Joe. Yeah, so I mean, it was a good end. <clears throat> so, it was a good match. It was very very good. Second best match. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sammy was definitely the best match. Let me let me let me rephrase that. That's the third best match. For me, Nakamura and Sami was one. Sammy, Sami, Sammy was one, and that tag uh, match was fucking good too. But. It was good, but I'm gonna have to go with Bailey and Asuka as my number two. Yeah, then maybe Jordan. You're splitting hairs after that. Well, if it wasn't for the fucking referee stopping the blood, yeah, that had a lot to do with it. That ruined the flow of the match. Yeah, the shit happens. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the fucking problem. Yeah, they they we've said it before when when I was watching NXT on a regular basis, but it's it's such a stark difference to watch the WWE main roster versus this, these guys. It's not as bad as it was from what I've seen, but it's that centers around Sasha Banks and Charlotte and. Yeah. Um, Oh shit! Who was in the Intercontinental match? Their names. WrestleMania. Yeah, who was the NXT guys in that one? 
Um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. That's it. That's the guy. That's the guy's name. I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean those guys. It it it's catching up now because NXT guys have moved up. Yeah. But the writing can screw them. The oh, yeah. matchmaking can screw them. So as far as the technical side of it, I think the product's improved with these guys coming up. But they'll still run into the same politics and bullshit that's been bringing WWE down for the past decade. Well, it's like Hunter said. I'm in control of NXT. I have the final say over everything that happens there. Vince yeah. doesn't. That's why NXT is so much better. And if you watch week after week after week NXT, the reason why we like it so much is because it's NWA Saturday night. It's the yep. same fucking show that we review every week. Yep, pretty much. Except the talents wrestling the talent. Well, no, they they, they wrestle jobbers. And every yeah, but there's still a lot more. Well, every now and then you get a main event. Yeah. I mean, like this week on, on WCW, we didn't review it. You had Arn Anderson versus Ron Garvin. Yeah. Which is what you really need every single fucking week. Yeah. Not Ron Garvin. God damn, no. <laughs> Please don't do that to me every week. Did you say that? <laughs> all right. So all in all, um, TakeOver was an excellent show. Yes, it was. It was way better than fucking WrestleMania. Uh, the uh, girl on a... I don't know what to call her girl, but uh, the wrestling chick. Oh, maybe she calls herself the wrestling. I forgot her fucking handle. <laughs> I know her real name, but I forgot her handle. Uh, but like she said, uh, the um, TNA, not TNA, fuck. Uh, TakeOver is the wrestling show, and WrestleMania is the spectacle. Now, I think you just get both things together. So, I mean, um, that is the biggest problem. So, um, yeah, the wrestling chick at Twitter. So follow her. But um, <laughs> I forgot her handle. I know her real name. I just I never referred to her as that. Anyway. Here we go. The long ass fucking WrestleMania. So start off with the pre-show. Before that, not a lot of people were making it into the building. The door is open at 3.30. Now, if you were lucky, you actually got in. But if you had a um, an e-ticket, you probably did not make it into the building because they had issues with the Wi-Fi in the building, which was not allowing people, the scanners to work. So you could not get into the building. Along with that, uh, apparently, WWE released a statement saying that they there was increased security, which they don't increase security for fucking football games, but yet for... The WWE, they do. Like, who the fuck gives a shit about goddamn WWE? But their really? logic is strong on the security because they know how they're ending the show. <laughs> so they're worried about a fucking riot. There were yeah. probably armored personnel carriers, uh, 37 millimeter grenade launchers with tear gas and pepper spray. 
canister or grenades, the whole nine yards. Yeah, but waiting outside. But there was people who could not even, who did not even get into the building. A large group of people who did not even get into the building until after the fucking ladder match. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can go on, don't listen to fucking WWE. Go to fucking Reddit and reddit.com slash R, letter R slash squared circle, and you will fucking see the, um, post about this shit from first-hand accounts and pictures of this the fucking bullshit and you will see videos of people this hordes of people chanting to fucking let them in because people were standing there for three fucking hours no water people being shoved and pressed against doors because they would not open up the doors and let them in after they have already been scanned and legally in the building, cleared by security, but they wouldn't fucking let them in the building. Good job, people. So, um, there people had seizures and they had passed out due to like heat exhaustion. But you know who who fucking gives a shit? It's because guess what? You don't have a fucking little. Security little wristband because so fuck you. You can't get in. Go fuck yourself. Even though we, we, we scanned you. So fuck you. You can't get in. So um, we're, so here's here's a lesson. Um, AT&T Stadium. Go fuck yourself. If you're listening to this, Orlando, next year, you get WrestleMania. Take a lesson. Don't fuck up. Pay close attention to every single thing that they did wrong. Fix it. If the show starts at 8 o'clock next year, open up the fucking doors at, say, 2. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, people pay fucking good money, and people travel from all over the world to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Start to do, start at two o'clock. Let everybody get in there and get their shit. Especially if the pre-show starts at five. Yeah. So this this you know that that will give everybody time. And guess what? You will be fucking heroes. Think of the fucking PR, the Citrus Bowl, wherever the fuck we're going at next year. Will give like man, it was so cool, so smooth. They were so professional. They opened up the doors at two o'clock. We were able to go in there and, and, and do our shit. No problems. They were so nice. It was way better than, than Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Dallas is a piece of shit. Orlando was great. Just think of what it can do for you and your community. Don't fuck up. Now, as far as WrestleMania, the show, it was totally fucked up. First match was a U.S. title match. Kalisto versus Ryback. It was a typical boring Ryback big man match. Uh, I didn't even catch the fucking finish, and neither did about 80% of the audience because it was fucking empty. It was like watching the old um, Texas stadiums, WCCW, where you can look up in the stands and nobody's there. That's what it looked like. You should at least go back and watch that, Scott. It's like at uh, WWE, ECW, and a house show we went to. Yeah. <laughs> At the big sanding, you should at least go back and just watch that. Just just looking in the, in the stands. If I don't if think WWE there were hundred people in that building. Yeah, if WWE hasn't gone back and this digitally altered that, ask George Lucas to fix it. 
So at least watch that. Anyway, Kalisto went over and he kept the belt. Uh, the next match was Total Team Diva versus Team Bad and Blonde. This was um, Lana's first match, and they did protect her. Um, she got like two or three moves in. Not a lot, which was smart. And um, they brought in <laughs> Eva Marie. And by this time, there was maybe... 20% more people in the building. <laughs> and um, it was um, uh, it was a match. Not that bad. Not I mean, after watching the Kana match, holy shit. God. Anyway, it, it, it was over. They, they let uh, Bree go over because I guess this was her last match. So that was fine. Let let her go over <clears throat> with the yes log. Yeah, um, and of course after that, her sister came out, Miss uh, John Cena. So they all celebrated in the ring. So thank God it was over. Uh, <clears throat> next match was the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. About this time, there were more people getting into the building. Uh, the Usos versus the Dudleys. Uh, Bubba Ray talked shit to the Usos the whole match. I mean, it just actually was a pretty fun match. But it was quick. It was maybe five, six minutes. Because they were really... Uh, I mean, they were running out of time. Because they were trying to hold off on starting the show. Because they were well aware of... Where the fuck is everybody at in the building? Yeah, there's a problem. But um, the Usos went over. Uh, of course, Dudley's attacked the Usos, tried to put them through the tables, but the Usos got the upper hand. Fans got pissed because they wanted to, to see the Dudleys put the Usos through the tables. But, and this is when the shit started. The fans did not get what they fucking wanted at WrestleMania. So, WrestleMania 32 starts. Started with the um, seven-man intercontinental title clusterfuck. Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz versus Sin Cara versus Stardust versus Zack Ryder versus the champ, Kevin Owens. Um, Scott, my white brother. Here's here's Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is a lot. I hope you took notes. I'm glad I invoked the name of a black guy to counter that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish, so go for it. <laughs> Anyways, um, <coughs> man, <sighs> my non-gentile brother. Technically, on a technical level, it was a good match. To a point, it was an okay match. Here's my issue with. WWE when I see it. And maybe I'm wrong because this is, I haven't sat and done any sort of statistical analysis. But the fucking clusterfucks, like you called it, every fucking match is like 60 people in a fucking ring. It's like, can I just get like four people, like two tag teams or a couple of one-on-ones? Which we did, but holy shit, there's just so much of that in this in this organization at this point. Um, 
And the thing is, is these guys, you know, they take a body slam in a regular match and they pop back up and do something. In this one, they get punched and fall over and they lay on the side of the ring for like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I don't like about it. If you're going to have a, a ladder match, you're going to try and you're going to talk about um, HBK and Razor Ramon in the same breath. You better have two motherfuckers that can work a fucking match in the ring focusing on that. Not seven very good wrestlers, but getting in each other's way and just the nature of having seven people in there, the way they had to, to, to work it, it just it didn't work that well for me. Technic, on a technical level, good. Um, some good spots. Uh, there, and just the way it was set up, it was, yes, I know that it's choreographed. I know that they pick who wins, loses, yada, yada, yada. But there's so many times that it's hard. You get a little bit, you get that suspension of disbelief once the action starts in most matches. And in this one, they spent so they took such a long time getting in to push the ladder over super slow. The setups were extremely obvious. It just it just didn't work that well for me. Um, and the Sinkara, the Stardust spot was just you, you, half your roster's on the injured list. <laughs> don't just don't. Holy shit, that was a dangerous spot. There was a couple of them that didn't go so well. But the oh, highlight yeah. of the match, which I, I've bitched about the match. I did enjoy it. The highlight of the match was Stardust yanking the polka dot ladder out from underneath and and uh, the big homage to Dusty Rhodes. It was awesome. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and, and then Zack Ryder in a well, very lame end. This this hurt the match too. The end was was very lame. I'm just going to shove the guy off the ladder and grab the belt. That is the Miz. He's a, so. yeah, but still. Owens and Sammy. This the, the match itself should have been Sammy versus Kevin Owens. Yes, I see title. The heat was there, and Owens should have dropped the belt to Sammy Zayn, but. Uh, Owens took some fucking spots in that match. Yes, he did. There several of them did. Yeah, but uh, and then the next match was probably the match of the night: Jericho versus Styles. On the pure wrestling standpoint, they had the best wrestling match. Maybe I don't know. The women's match may be better. I don't know. Again, it was fucking three-way instead of being one-on-one. But Jericho versus Styles. Jericho's jacket was pretty badass. Yeah. The way the, the lit up jacket. The um, what's-his-face? AJ Styles looks like a Skinamax actor from the 90s. With the goatee <laughs> and, the, and the hair and... Yeah, the little mustache. Yeah. But yeah. The um big thing man, I just can't believe how good Jericho, how old is Jericho? Jericho like, is around 43, I think. 43? Maybe maybe a little older. Yeah. He's yeah, he's 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 ridiculously good. So um Styles the porn star. That just that that definitely had me cracking up. Um, what was the finish on this one? Because I'm struggling. Jericho jaw. I mean, Jericho got the win, but I don't remember how. 
I think he hit him with the um, the uh, not the code breaker, but I think that yeah, I think he hit him with the code breaker. I think he did. It was a code breaker. I I really expected him to kick out of that, and he didn't. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good match, but I don't know. I've never been a huge Jericho fan, believe it or not. Um, one thing caught me off guard on Jericho is like when he stands up and like he's got a good build, but like there's something odd about his pectoral muscles. Did you see how they're like? It's almost like he's missing the inner parts of them. I don't know if it's just old it, where he's getting older and gravity's having its effect, but it just his chest just looks super weird. Almost like it was caved in. But then when he would grab um, AJ Styles, you can see it fill in. So I, I guess it's just probably because he don't hit the weights like he did when he was younger. He does DDP yoga now. Is that what he does? <clears throat> well, he fucked his back or neck up. I forgot what it was. And they said that he can't wrestle anymore. But he started doing DDP yoga, so now he's working again. So now he's working again. <clears throat> How long was he out? He was out for a while, but now he... he does what he normally does. He just comes back, works for a few months, and then he leaves. That's why he's been able to work as long as he has at the the way he does. So now I like the the build up when they showed the the montage of their scenes or their moments together, burning the shirt and turning on each other and or yeah. him turning on styles and all that because it's still in the spotlight. So yeah, and he's watching it on the little laptop. Yeah, yeah. Problem is they, they they built that up over three months instead of should have been over done over six months to a year. But WWE likes to rush everything. But it was, um, I mean, it was a good match. The problem is this match should have been. Their first match should have been special since this WrestleMania. Instead, this was like their third fucking match. But, and since this is AJ Styles' first match at WrestleMania, he should have fucking gone over. Instead, I, I thought, yeah, you got a guy that's not going to carry the 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 company anymore. Most likely, I mean, unless. They decide to give him some huge push, and he's going to wrestle 12 months out of the year. He's not going to carry the company anymore. Chris Jericho mm -hmm. is – he's slowed down. He's a phenomenal um, – I've just never liked the guy. He's just – it's not that – I don't dislike him either. I mean, he's just some guy that I just never really was attracted to to watch. He's he's a very good worker. He's he's good on the mic. I don't know. It's just something about his face. Some people just have faces I don't like. It's just – a it's just, some people don't like my face, so fuck them. Sorry, Chris Jericho, you're you're great. I just I just could never get past your face, you handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> I get to bed tonight and be like, stop this guy. <laughs> Jay, it's not a bomb shit and code break his bitch for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes our next guest. He was scheduled for next week, but <laughs> yep. Sorry, ran him off again. And we were going to talk about Kiss next week, but that's but it. I probably would have, I would, you know, because I know how to run a company better than Vince. I would have, <laughs> <laughs> I would have put, I would have put Styles over. So how old's AJ Styles? 
37, 38. Damn, he's older than I thought he was. So, Well, he's been working since he was 18. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was. I do remember him from way back in when yeah. TNA. Yeah. Yeah. So, New Day versus League yeah, of he's Nations. He's probably like your second top baby face in the company, second or third. Yeah. You need baby faces. Yes, they do. Sure um, as fuck is in the Roman Reigns. Yeah, but New Day versus the <laughs> League of Nations. League of Nations, whoop they do. This New match Day, fucking sucked. Match sucked. The intro was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they had a box of bootios and it tipped over, and New Day came out dressed in Dragon Ball Z costumes. <laughs> and, uh, it was fantastic, and they were dancing and doing all their typical shit they do. Yeah. But, um, you know, they come out, the match just. I mean, there was a couple swings that were okay. It was the worst match of the show. It was the worst match of the show. No, I'll take that back. Hell in Cell was the worst match of the show. Uh, yes, yes. Shit, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Hell in Cell is worse. But League of Nations, this one was second, followed by Brock versus Dean. But New Day, um, they get their asses kicked, and then League of Nations oh, – oh, oh, let me back up a step here. While they're getting their asses kicked, League of Nations uh, – or not League of Nations. One of the announcers, I can't remember which one, says – you know there hasn't been a team this dominant. Let me let me let me let me paraphrase because I don't remember. I said it's JBL. Probably. It's probably JBL. He was trying to compare League of Nations to the Four Horsemen. Get the fuck over that shit. These guys are not even in the same fucking solar system as the Four Horsemen. No. No. Are they good? Yes. I mean, but you know they don't have. They don't have the. They just don't have the chemistry. They don't have the mic skills. Um, they just don't. Okay, no. <laughs> just get the fuck over it. Okay, is this me being an old codger? Maybe, but fuck these guys. No. So that's why it was great when uh, they said that there no three men could beat them, and then um, Heartbreak Kids music kicks up. He walks out, starts dancing around, posing. And then Mankind comes out as Cactus Jack, bang-banging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Austin comes out, and, and the crowd's already going nuts. So, I mean, a huge pop. They run in, beat the brakes off from him. Um, one of the best spots of the night was was a King Barrett that got super kicked by HBK, spun around in Sako. And then spun away from Sako into a Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> <laughs> Best spot of the night. So yeah, and for it's for it, it was effective at what it did, and it was one of my favorite old guy moments I've seen in the last five years. It was yeah. awesome. I think one of the Twitter accounts, one of the parody accounts, said that. Well, the future looks bright with these young baby faces out there <laughs> now. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Austin looked pretty good out there to like the second stunner. Then he had trouble getting up after that one. Yeah, you can tell. And I'm thinking the guy's had all these neck surgeries and he's dropping his tailbone straight down. That has to be stress on his spine from top to bottom. Yeah. So we know Austin's limit. One stunner. Yeah. And at the... <laughs> Uh, which one of them was trying to dance? Well, anyways, New Day got them all dancing. And they got Mankind and... Well, Austin was having a beer bash. 
Yeah, Austin's having the beer bash. And then they cut the then they cut Austin's music off. And then he got pissed, and then that's when they started dancing. So Sean started doing the booty o dance, and then mankind was like doing it. And then Austin decided, okay, yeah, I'll I'll do your little dance with uh, was it um Xavier? I don't know which one it was. Yeah, it was Xavier. He hosted up up down down. And then he he stops, and then that's when he hits him with the stunner. Yeah, he he flips him off because Xavier thinks he's won over Stone Cold Steve Austin, and boom, double barreled finger to the face, yeah. followed shortly thereafter by the Stone Cold Stunner, and the crowd went fucking ape shit. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, I knew it was coming. It's 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 like it's like the girl talking shit in front of Jason Voorhees. He goes stand there for about five seconds. He's going to fuck your shit up. That's what yeah. happened. It's it's like, the rattlesnake struck. Yeah. And then we go from great to, um, well, not so great. Brock Lesnar versus uh, uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Oh, I said Dean Malenko. <laughs> well, well, it was a, it was an okay match. The buildup was way better than the finish. The the drama, the driving ambulance, all that stuff was way better. Um, it's, I'm sorry. I know they only bring out Brock occasionally, but it's fucking, to me, it is worn. It's fucking welcome out. He has fucking nothing. <laughs> he does a few suplexes, or 13 in this case. And that's pretty much it. A lot of standing around. Waiting on Ambrose to get back up, um, but Brock, if you make Brock do anything more than that, he's going to pass out from fucking oxygen deprivation. The one thing that they did not show you was that up on the uh, jumbotrons or titantrons, whatever they call them. Now, every time he did a suplex, they put the number up on the on the screen there. Yeah, that's cool. Once or twice, it's it's got to be worn out now. I just, I'm just not impressed. Brock Lesnar's a badass. Brock Lesnar, when he fucking does a move, it's explosive and cool. But man, there's just no fucking drama in the match. I was just like, okay, Brock's gonna get fucking suplex this guy again. Did Dean Ambrose even stand a legitimate chance of beating Brock's ass? I mean, probably when he brought the ball bat with the barbed wire out. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't fucking even use it. He, didn't even, he fucking missed by a mile and got fucking destroyed. So it's like he did all the time getting the chairs out and then didn't do jack shit with them. I mean, I, mean, I expected Brock to win. I can, yeah, well, yeah, all, everybody did. Yeah, but I mean, at the end, he should have been like, damn, that was tougher than I thought, like shaking his head, like, what the hell? You know, so I don't know. I mean, I think I, he pulled his groin or something or cracked his wrist on something because he was limping and it looked like a real limp to me. Well, he gave him like there. one nut shot. That's the only thing Dean can do to get any offense on Brock is to hit him in the nuts. Yeah. I mean. They ought to go watch some Sting and Vader matches. Yeah, but the problem is Dean's so fucking tiny compared to Brock. Sting was fucking tiny compared to Vader. <laughs> so is Ric Flair. Not that I'm comparing. Well, I mean, I am. But. Well, no, well, not that small. Dean's like half the size of Brock. At least Sting could put up a fight against. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's 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 drop kicks. Surely Dean can do a fucking drop kick. There's a goddamn basic body slam. 
surely he could fucking do that. I don't think um, he can pick up Brock. Sleeper hold a fuck. Well, Brock would have to jump for him. Um, I don't think Brock's going to get off his feet. <laughs> hip tosses. Uh, I don't think they really... got them double axe handle DDT spine buster. Surely he can spine bust the guy. I mean, Big E could take it. Would have a legitimate fight against Brock, but you made him such a fucking joke. Yeah. I mean, that's your problem. You don't have anybody. You made up Brock to be such a fucking beast. The only person who could legitimately kick his ass is John Cena. John Cena, but John got his ass (laughs) whooped by Brock. Yeah, I know. So, um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, here's the thing I thought, you know, if you're going to have a street fight rules, make it look like a street fight. And, And I don't think they did a very good job accomplishing that. And, I mean, now, see, considering all the shit that Dean Ambrose pulled out from under the ring, I was really hoping he'd pull out Lex Luger in a wheelchair <laughs> and, roll over. and slap fucking Brock Lesnar in the face with it. Lex Luger, you're still my favorite. <laughs> but I'm that generation shock factor, bro. So, and, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, Anything we go- get Lex in WrestleMania. And we go from that match to an actual good match, the uh, women's title match, which I've actually forgot to bring that up because I didn't put in the notes when it did happen. But um, we had a women's in the pre-show. Lita came out and introduced the um, that we are getting rid of the Divas title. We're returning the Tramp Stamp and bringing back the WWE women's title. And... Uh, tonight is Becky versus Sasha versus Charlotte. Becky uh, came out first, and then Sasha came out with um, Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg, and you had Charlotte, who was wearing a Flair's robe that he wore when he retired. They modified it a little bit, but he retired when he worked um, Sean in Orlando. Um. Good match. It should have actually been uh, Charlotte versus Sasha, but whatever. Yeah, it was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of pin combos. Um, they went on like a near fall clinic. <laughs> it's like it's like watching snakes roll around. I mean, they just they're just so limber, so so limber. But anyways, in the um, the thing, I'm just too much fucking people laying outside the ring not doing anything. It was a good match, and it was very, very good. But second you know, best match. Yeah, this this shit. They, I don't know. I'm just getting sick of seeing so many people in the ring. Um, the figure eight's kind of cool, very cool. But the who was it that got pinned? Uh, Sasha or Becky? It was uh, Becky. Becky because Flair held Sasha outside the ring. Yeah, yeah. The the I don't remember the exact setup, but. Uh, oh, Charlotte tossed her outside the ring, didn't she? No, no, no. Sasha, um, Flair was holding Sasha outside the ropes, outside the I ring. How the hell did she get outside the ring is what I'm trying to say. I thought Charlotte like grabbed her by the head and threw her through the ropes. Well, I think, um, I know uh, Becky, Flair took a bump because Becky landed on top of him. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Pretty I think awesome. everybody was outside the ring at one point. I remember that. Yeah, but the finish was Ric Flair grabbed um, Sasha. 
grabbed Sasha's ankle and she couldn't get in the ring and she was kicking at him trying to get loose to break up the three count, but she didn't get in there in time. And and uh, Charlotte had her um, in the figure eight, so she had to tap. That was, was a tap. Finish. Yeah, it was a tap. Yes, it was a tap. Yes, so she couldn't yeah. get in there. And then Charlotte turned around like she was. She had like a surprise look on her face, but. I thought, oh, they're going to play up the angle of Flair versus Flair. Like, don't interfere in my shit, but ah, whatever. It was good. They didn't play that angle. It just She kind of surprised me. Then she stood in the ring crying a little bit. And, you know, first women's champion with a new belt. Anyways, yeah. With a new belt. Then she's the new WWE women's champion, not a tramp stamp champion. Yeah, I hated the fucking belt. Yeah, it was so fucking demeaning. And ghetto. It's just so fucking pathetic. Oh, shit. I said ghetto. I just triggered a bunch of people. Good. Anyways. Um, but it was um, it was good. Yeah, the... What's her face? Becky Lynch? She just moves funny. Like, she comes out and does, like, all her posing routine or whatever. There's just something creepy about it. I don't know what it is. She, I, I, she is a... Um, Becky does the um, uh, steampunk shit. So maybe you're not a steampunker. Mm, a little bit. I'm a light steampunker. She's very lovely, though. I've never seen her in person. Oh, yeah. She's pretty. I was like, she's an awesome wrestler. Yeah. I mean, she sells well. She just, just got this creepy way of moving. So I don't know what it is. She's gotten a lot thicker from the first time. And she started working. Yeah. But uh she got a lot we go now, son. We go from that match to um a really shitty match. What the fuck? What the hell, Scott? You're all pink. Oh, sorry, you, I was getting you must bored. be celebrating the Divas title. Lamenting that it's gone. What the fuck did you just do? I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I hate the I hate this step back. But I'm going to anyways. Um, is Kofi King, King? Is that his name, Kofi Kingston? Yeah. Is that the guy that used to do the Macho Man? No. Impersonation in TNA. No. Was that? That's Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Ah, okay. Anyways, Kofi Kingston. I want to get back to him real quick. That dude can fucking work. I think that guy yeah. can wrestle. Like he's he's really good. Kofi's awesome. So, okay. Anyways, moving forward. He's one, um, of, he's one of my favorites right now. We go from that to a really shitty match. The Hell in the Cell versus The Undertaker. Only two spots in this match worth talking about. Shane can still do the coast-to-coast, coast, and he jumped off the cage 20 feet onto the table. That was Boy it. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. It was an awesome spot, though. And after that, Taker threw him in the cage, gave him the uh, tombstone, and Taker won. It was like 12 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine because I'm pretty sure Shane deserved a half hour at least. <laughs> yeah, the Undertaker for some fucking reason sold way more than he should have in this match. Yeah, um, that was really the, all there was to talk about in this match. It was not very good. No, and and Shane, I kind of faded out of WWE when Shane was getting hot. And so coming back to it, did he always do all the Muay Thai jujitsu stuff? No. 
Okay. He, he just started training with the Gracies. Okay. Well, I mean, not. I don't think they did a very good job with it. Uh, no. No. The Undertaker, he, this is not. And The Undertaker, I've never. I mean, I know he's a huge MMA fan, but I've never been convinced with his MMA type stuff. Did you see how Shane McMahon strikes? He looks like shit. Yeah. So that first leg kick was legit. <laughs> that had to fucking hurt. Yeah. And did you uh, see how Taker got pissed? Yeah. <laughs> I know that hurt because I saw that shin bone fucking meet that thigh, hit that quad, hit that common perineal or peroneal, whatever you call it. Is. And, yeah, uh, and then Undertaker hit him with a stiff shot after he that. Fucking popped the Undertaker with that kick. I was like, you're supposed to dial back a little quicker there, bro. Um, yeah, he popped him good. Um, and then there's, I think there was a, a shot, shot or two later. I think when he got him out on the table. Yeah. No, it was after after they knocked the cage over. Undertaker kicked him right in the fucking face later. <laughs> after that, for a receipt. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he did. He kicked him um, right square in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, they, if you're out there, if you've ever taken one of those kicks, you know that shit hurts. Yeah. Holy shit. And that was. He, it looked it looked deep to me. And I was like, that that's your receipt right there. It's like, remember you fucking kicked me in the shin and <laughs> the fucking thigh, you fucker? Yeah. There you go. So, but that was it. Match was not that impressive. They had a couple good spots. You got two past the prime guys. Shit happens. Yeah. And the whole fucking story was that if Taker loses, Shane gets control of Raw. That was the whole. And if he, Taker loses, he can't work anymore. He's retired. Very next night on Raw. What happens? Vince says, you know what? No, Shane comes out there during Vince's promo. He says, well, I just wanted to come and say thank everybody for for you know, all the well wishes and, and, and giving me the opportunity to come out here. So thank you. Uh, goodbye. And then Vince says, ah, nobody upstages me. You know what? Fuck it. Just, just to prove that I'm right. What the hell? Go ahead. You got the show tonight. Like, does this not defeat the whole fucking purpose of what we just did last night? So, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Why even have the fucking match if you're going to fucking do it anyway? So, what the fuck ever? Why did I have to sit through this whole fucking match? And by the way, Shane got like $120,000, $150,000 just working that one match. He made more money working that fucking match than you and I will make combined this year. Gross. And that's probably after Shane pays taxes. Yeah. I'll fucking jump off the fucking cage on top of you. I'll let you hit me. I yeah, I mean we've done worse shit in backyard wrestling, so why the fuck not? I've been working out again. I can fucking take it. Anyway, after that we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, we had a couple of old timer. Basically, it was a jobber battle royal. Uh, we had two old timers show up. We had uh, DDP and Tatanka, and. The fans really got pissed off when DDP got eliminated. 
And then Tatanka was still in the ring after that. He started yeah, getting some, he still got started getting some offense. And guess what? He got eliminated after that, and people got really pissed off too. I'm, I'm gonna fix it right now. I'm getting on Twitter to talk to WWE. He's got it, guys. Next year, BDP wins. <laughs> he'll win the Rumble. He's gonna take out Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania in the main event. That'd be nice. And at the end of the match, it ended up being um, Kane was running rough shot over a couple other guys, and uh, of course. Baron Corbin goes over. So, oh, the one thing that I forgot to mention at the beginning of it, you had one special guest show up, Shaquille O'Neal. So, uh, it was for a while, it was Shaquille O'Neal versus um, the big show. And the biggest guy in the ring was Shaquille O'Neal. He's one big fucker. Yes. I saw that look on Scott's face. Nobody else saw it. He was very happy that Shaquille Neal was involved in WrestleMania. Fucking excited. Um, yeah. After that, you had a, the uh, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Here what we're talking about, how fucking great it is that the women are now a part of wrestling, and it's women's wrestling, and they're not you know, demeaned anymore, and it's they're superstars. They're not fucking divas. Hey, here comes a bunch of cheerleaders. Yay, go up there and shake your tits, girls. How hey, fucking great. They made a career choice. It's their choice. That's yeah. that, nothing to be more feminist than them making their choice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's their bodies to sell. It reminds me, I gotta check my porn hub later. So out comes the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock. He goes out to the ring, he talks about rock stuff. He lies to the people about there's 101,000 people in attendance tonight. That's a fucking lie. There isn't. There's actually 97,100. Uh, I forgot the actual fucking number. I think it's 97,000. Mm, well, that was that. He may have been accurate in counting how many people actually attended, but by the time the ambulances had taken <laughs> four thousand people out there, <laughs> I I, uh, I have the actual figures. I believe it was ninety-seven thousand seven hundred and sixty-nine is the actual uh, attendance. Which normally they actually add around ten thousand to the attendance, so. Um, either way, they actually did break the attendance record. So for a WrestleMania, so good on them. The actual gate was 17 million. So, I mean, that's fucking good. So they did do that. So good job on them. Then you had the, uh, run in by the Wyatt clan, the, <laughs> the rock talk shit to the Wyatts. Um, uh, the Rock, you know, basically put over Bray Wyatt. Um, uh, said that he could, you know, be a basically be a superstar. He could be somebody, but right now he's just being a fucking douchebag. He said that um, Luke Harper, I think not, not Luke Harper, but the other one, the fucking red haired guy, looked like you no, know, he he was inbred. The other guy looked like he's been breastfeeding since he was twenty seven or some shit like that. So Rock says that, you know what? He's ready for a fucking fight. He wants to have a match right now. 
rips off, takes off his shirt, rips off his pants. He's got his wrestling gear on. He's ready to have a fucking match right now. At that point, I was kind of pissed off because my whole fucking goal was to see The Rock have a wrestling match. But then I realized, well, you know what? He's going to try to find some way to make sure that the insurance company isn't fucking pissed off. So he's not going to work Bray Wyatt. So he's going to find some way to weasel out of this fucking thing and not get in trouble. And sure enough, he worked Rowan. And he said, ref, get in here. They ring the bell. Rowan attacks. Rock bottom. It's over in six seconds. Technically, that doesn't fucking count. So next year, he'll probably have a full match. Then, of course, um, I don't remember if there was some other beatdown bullshit going on. But, of course, guess what? Scott's wife's favorite man shows up. John fucking Cena. And then they, they start saying on the commentary, we didn't even know he was back. We didn't even know. Really? You don't fucking read his goddamn interviews when he fucking said the other day on an interview, well, I'm medically cleared to come back. I can come back anytime. All they got to do is tell me to come back. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm John Cena. He already fucking said he's medically cleared. So they come back. They have their little fucking fight. Rock bottom, all that good bullshit. They hug in the ring. I'm sure it's fucking tearing the rock up inside that he has to fucking do that shit. So they had the fight, baby faces win. And then we go to the WWE title match. Roman versus Hunter. The um Roman did not get a very special entrance because he came out second. However, Hunter got one. It was a post-apocalyptic. Tartarian nightmare. Uh, start off with Stephanie basically telling everybody how they feel about them. No, we are the rulers. No, we are your overlords. Your life doesn't matter. She actually looked pretty fucking hot. No, I, I, I gotta say, she was all dressed in black leather and all that shit. She looked pretty good. Scott would be whacking it. His wife's not home right now, so you can probably turn it on and take a look at it. It's his choice. It's her choice to dress that way. She's a liberated woman. And But the fans were definitely behind Roman. All 97,000 that weren't passed out from heat exhaustion. And then as soon as Roman's music hits, the fans immediately start booing, and they turn the fucking microphones down. Somebody sent me a text. So, Hunter comes out there. They have the match. It's not that great. And it was not their best match. At the end, Roman, uh, they, they tried to do their best to put him over as a baby face. The fans are not into it. Roman even goes for a spear and takes out Stephanie, he, she actually takes a bump, but Hunter goes over, tries to grab the uh, the sledgehammer, misses. Roman gets to win. Fans still aren't happy. So there you go. You got a new champ. So the Roman Empire wins. So, eh, 
it is what it is. You got to try. So, all in all, TakeOver is still the better show, as always. So, uh, I believe Scott's mic is not working. So, I will... Um, say that I will wrap this up for Scott yeah uh, Scott agrees with me takeover was the better show uh, we will be back next week it'll be a regular show we'll be talking about NWA again we'll be back on schedule and um, I don't know when we're going to be seeing Batman or Superman I don't think we will so that will be it. It will be a normal one-hour show next week. So, for Scott, uh, we hope you had a better WrestleMania than we did. And for anybody who got fucked up at WrestleMania, uh, our, our prayers are with you. Thanks for listening. Bye.